Welcome to our podcast series called The Space Between, Dispatches from the Contemporary Jewish Museum. I'm your co-host, Dan Schifrin. And I'm your other co-host, Kathy Joller. And together we have with us filmmaker and digital thinker and critic Tiffany Schlein, whose new film, Connected, an autoblogography about love, death, and technology, has just opened. Connected is Tiffany's eighth film. And during this time, Tiffany has also explored other aspects of the digital revolution in projects like the Webbies, the Internet Award show that she created. Welcome, Tiffany. Hi, nice to be here. Um, this podcast series explores the connections between things, which is appropriate for an institution at the intersection of culture and community, as ours is. And Kathy and I, since we saw your film, have been thinking about all the ways that Connected looks at the connections between many seeming oppositions. Kathy, do you care to offer the first of our findings? Um, sure. Um, so after seeing your film, you know, we've been chatting a lot about this. It's of particular interest to me being, um, you know, this uh, in new media here at the museum. Um, and I got into it because of something super analog, which was just, you know, making art when I was a kid, really loving art. Um, and now every day I try to translate that for digital audiences and try to make technology tools work for that, work to communicate that initial spark that I felt. Um, so one of the um, dichotomies that we're, um, we're going to roll out is the most obvious one, connection and disconnection, mm -hmm. um, and how they complement and maybe contradict each other. So I know the connection that t technology facilitates, you know, it multiplies your networks and friends, it uh, transcends space, it uh, makes partnerships possible, you know, across space and, and time that wouldn't have been um, otherwise, but um, by disconnecting other things are possible, other connections, um, you know, with family, different parts of your brain are awakened, different ways of thinking are, um, are enabled. So, um, yeah, could you just say a little bit about, you know, how disconnection and connection are mm -hmm. complementary or not? Yeah, I mean, I, it's, it's just such an interesting, um, <laughs> I spent a lot of time thinking about connection and disconnection. And of course, you know, you can think about it from so many different ends. Mm -hmm. You can think about it biologically. I mean, being a mother, I can think about it with my children or in the womb. You can think about it in nature and look historically at when humans kind of disconnected them from the, from under, thinking of themselves in nature. Um, and personally, um, I've been with my family. Um, you know, my husband is Ken Goldberg, who's been an artist here at CJM. And we've been doing technology Shabbats every week, which our modern interpretation of the of Shabbat, no screens for 24 hours. And that's been really profound, you know, that we are disconnecting to connect on a much more profound level as parents, as partners in the garden. Um, so, but I, I, I think the thing that excites me most about all these new ways to connect is just it is our desire to connect in new ways that humans as a species we just want to connect i mean on on every level and i feel like all these tools are just new ways and new avenues to connect with information with people with ideas and so i think connecting and disconnecting is a really interesting conversation because i think people are too wired right now as fabulous as all of this can be and intoxicating I feel like I'm hoping that we also evolve to know that we should disconnect, whether it's one day a week, which I highly recommend. Um, it's been pretty profound to me. So I think um, 
they're both so important. Tiffany, you make an argument um, in the film, and especially at the end of the film, where um, you say technology really um, is bringing us a lot and is a kind of a golden age for humanity yeah. in a certain way, um, that you have a sense of optimism and technology is part of that, connecting everyone together. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> so you're making, in a way, a strong statement. There are people who believe that technology is moving us away, moving us away from the mm -hmm. land and so forth. Um, you consider yourself an optimistic person mm -hmm. in general. Yeah, I think. And so um, so you still hold by that argument? Yeah. I mean, I guess I just feel like there's so many pessimists. It amazes me. But I guess I just feel like if you think the world is a really bad place and it's getting worse, it will. If you think the world has potential and could be good, it will be too. And I think of, maybe it's being at the Contemporary Jewish Museum, but in my room growing up I had this poster by Anne Frank which said, something like through it all I still believe humans are good I ultimately believe humans are good and that we want to connect and that we're curious those things give me hope and I do think we're evolving I mean if you look at history I mean the fact that you know you look at the civil rights movement you look at the women's rights movement you look at the fact that I'm a female Jewish director out there in the world I'm not being persecuted you know the gay rights movement, we are moving forward. So we have all these new tools today. And if, what I'm hoping with Connected, with the film, our goal, it's not just a film to me or my team. We've created all these discussion tools. We have a discussion kit, a curriculum. We have a mobile phone app. We have a very active Facebook page where people are talking about these ideas and posting articles. We just want to open up a conversation. Because I do believe, and we found this with the tribe, is sometimes there's just ideas that are just so ready to be discussed and good things come when you wrestle with an idea. I mean, Jews are so good at wrestling with ideas, and I want us to wrestle with it. And I am optimistic in the end, but I do point out a lot of examples throughout history that are not great implications of technological advancements and connectedness. So it's like, let's wrestle with this a bit. And I think that will ultimately be good and lead to a, a better world. Um, I'm wondering, in a way, about going to the, the Jewish angle a little bit stronger here. Um, you know, what is the the growth or your interest in Jewish ideas? That's mm. um, what is the arc of that, if you can say, between the tribe yeah. connected? Yeah, there's definitely. I mean, what I also felt with the tribe is I felt that Jews, cultural Jews, were ready to have a dialogue about what it meant to be Jewish. That was outside of the temple, was outside of traditional structures, and I just felt like people were ready to have that conversation. And the film exploded in lots of conversations, which was so exciting. So I, I guess I also feel, so if the tribe looked at what does it mean to be Jewish in the 21st century, I feel like connected is kind of what does it mean to be human in the 21st century for me because there's so many aspects of that I'm trying to get us to talk about that I feel like we're moving so quickly. What does all this connectedness mean? Let's wrestle with it. And, of course, connected, you know, I'm a Jewish woman. It's very much a Jewish lens. I mean, it's also about a Jewish family. There's a lot of... Jewish threads in the film and of course now taking these technology Shabbats I've been reading a lot of Heschel and really trying to understand Shabbat in this very fast moving culture and how to bring these ideas kind of spread them around more so you know my Jewish exploration I feel like has been very rich lately I love I love reading about the Sabbath because if you think about today we're always on all the time there has never been a time where we have needed Shabbat more than right now 
Um, well, just on the, the Jewish point, uh, after seeing your movie, actually, it was the first time when I started to try, like, equate a little bit the a spiritual pursuit and the technological pursuit and this, um, right, coming back to the need to be connected in, in, in community. Um, uh, yeah, it, it just struck me, like, when you go to a synagogue, is that the same thing that's driving you to go to a chat room? Is it just... That's interesting. A lot yeah. of times it is. In my synagogue, it's people go and they... You know, they go inside and they pray, but a lot of it is about connecting and having yeah. conversations, and um, that's as important for many people as whatever else is happening, you know, in the sanctuary. That, see, that to me, that gives me hope. Just Jews want to, oh, Jesus, sorry, everybody, but <laughs> Jews want to connect. People, humans, mm-hmm. we all want to connect. It's such a beautiful, like, you know, strip away our political system right now, the wars, which there are many, a lot of strife in the world. But if you kind of get, you know, I think a lot of people focus on what divides us, certainly in politics. But at our core, if we get back to the lovable part of humans, because <laughs> there's selfishness, there's all sorts of things that have led to, you know, too much consumerism, too much expansion, too much, all these things. But at our core, if we can kind of remember that, it's almost like we just want to hug. <laughs> we just want to connect. Yeah. I know that sounds kind of schmaltzy and simple, but... Even all these technologies, the cell phone, the internet, what are we trying to do? We're, like, connecting with more people. We're connecting with the people we love more. We're, like, have all these new tentacles out to connect and to get to understand ideas. Which, And that's where I get really hopeful also just about our biggest problems of our day, which there are many. But, you know, it's been proven throughout history that innovation happens usually historically in cities. And that Matt Ridley wrote this great book, The Rational Optimist, about you know, because there's more people from different perspectives bumping up against each other. So suddenly we have the Internet where all these people are kind of from different perspectives get to come together around ideas. And I think we're just at the beginning with the Internet and social media to see these collaborative tools. Mm-hmm. Like That's exciting to me. I think we're just at the beginning of that renaissance where we're really going to understand, okay, there's all these people connected. We're all going to be alive when everyone's on the planet's connected. And then what do we do with that? How do we collaborate in new, exciting ways? And, you know, Ken is working with his students at UC Berkeley on collaborative tools. And I mean, this is, I think, the new frontier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe some frustration as a new media manager comes up when you just feel like the tools aren't getting you the connection that you want. Know, like they're though. just so roughly hewn, you know, they have corporate interests at heart that are kind of shaping the design decisions. Yeah. And so, you know, you, you know that there's someone on the other end of that Facebook comment who like feels a lot <laughs> and yeah. you can only get so much from them. And then maybe the community is such Well, that- I mean, it's interesting because I, um, especially as somebody that founded the Webby Awards where I, you know, honored the world's best websites for a good decade of my life. And um, now we point everyone to our Facebook page mm. and it is such an active community. I mean, mm-hmm. they, people post, people respond. It's like, it's, it's, it exists on its own and I kind of jump in and post and people are liking and posting articles and videos and it's very exciting because I feel like I don't know whether the groove is just that it's this context of the film and connectedness and everyone's I mean I feel like people are ripe to talk about it but it's been exciting to see that framework really live for a conversation Mm. but I agree with you there's many tools that are just at the beginning but how cool that we're alive to see this kind of Mm -hmm. the sparks of these tools being able to really activate what we're really wanting to do. Because I always kind of think, do we create, are these tools based on our yearnings? Are are we evolving where we had to create these new forms of connection? 
or are these new forms of connections making us evolve? You know, it's like, mm-hmm. which is leading the, the development? Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring in um, your father, Leonard Schlein, yeah. who, um, who passed away, I think, two years ago, yeah. um, who was uh, a local surgeon and uh, an important author who um, wrote a number of books, many of which also um, looked at this idea of connection or disconnection. He had yeah. a book about how physics and uh, art paralleled each other in odd ways, and mm-hmm. kind of the beginning of modernism. And in the book, you talk about um, your father's uh, late book, and I don't actually even know the status of it now, looking at uh, Leonardo's, Leonardo's brain. brain. Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. yeah. Can you say a word about both about your father and about this project and also just about left brain, right brain, art and science? Because mm-hmm. this whole idea of technology and connection in a way goes mm-hmm. to that issue as well. Yeah. Well, it's wonderful sitting in this booth, actually, because I know um, – Ken and interviewed my dad in here and he was just and I interviewed my mom in here it was just great so it's been a lot of good conversations in this booth with my family but yeah my dad was just a remarkable creature mind thinker and he had a lot of ideas about that you know science being very left brain and analytical and art being very image based and um, right brain and that you know his last book was looking at Leonardo da Vinci you know, every thousands of years, there's always a mutation in the species, which really gives you a glimpse on the future of the species. So he looked at Leonardo da Vinci as this brilliant scientist, brilliant artist who was able to synthesize both the right and left hemispheres of his mind and, and activate them both in such a prolific way. And he, my dad really felt that Leonardo represented where we're going, which is a very optimistic view. If you can, if we can channel that, and certainly the internet, and I go into this in the film, is going to activate that integration because the internet is all about word and image, feeling and thinking, reading and doing. It's like it, it is stimulating us in so many different ways. So um, part, part of his argument, I think, um, or at least as it was expressed in the film, was that um, we're getting to a place where we are going to be a little bit more image oriented and a little bit yes. more synthesizing, and that has a feminine component to it yeah and that women will be more i mean he kind of traces it to the rise of women in in power which is happening Uh, you know even me sitting here and being able to do this is definitely a testament to that but that we're as we're becoming more of an image-based culture that the feminine will rise yeah watching the film it occurred to me that your uh, father would have fit in so well with the internet age like he seemed to be just expert at synthesizing word and image and i'm sure he passed on that to you yeah, yeah, he he was, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, I mean, he definitely, you know, he lives on in all the people that he touched, I think. But I, yeah, he was very excited to see what was all going to happen. He used to say, I'm just watching the great drama of the world. And I always feel like we're we're living in this human experiment. I mean, we are at the edge of all advancements in knowledge and information and technology. I mean, how exciting. I just feel like we're on this crest of a wave. Where is it going to go? Where are we going to take it? And I think that kind of comes back to we have agency in this. I feel like a lot of people say, oh, these tools are ruining lives. No, everyone's distracted. No one's paying attention. And as if it, people have no agency. And people do. I mean, you could say, hey, you know what? I'm going to turn off one day a week. Or, you know, I don't want to use it then. And I think that's an important conversation to have. And I, and I believe that we can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think um, the addictive qualities of technology that you point out in your film are kind of um, the the cause of, of some of that concern. But, um, I mean, 
addiction to connection is something that certainly goes beyond that. Plenty of people are addicted to good old-fashioned relationships. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And I, I do think about the addiction thing. I mean, I used to be a smoker. And uh, the thing I'm proud of, it was many years ago, but I mean, who would have thought I could have cut that addiction? Mm-hmm. And I did. And, it, you know, much happier because of it. So, you know, as much as technology is fabulous and wonderful, how do we not have it take over every aspect of our lives? And I think being present, that was another thing. I mean, both my mother and father, you know, being present is such a beautiful quality that I worry, I did that I do worry about just remembering how to just be present with people and um, I hope that's not a lost art. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just... That was one of the dichotomies that we were yeah. discussing as well, presence and absence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I couldn't help but think about this, you know, with you as a filmmaker and um, your documentary instincts, how kind of the digital world is also, it's evolving to perfectly suit that. Everyone's a documentarian with their yeah. camera in their pocket. Um you know, be in the moment or record the moment. As a parent, I'm always struggling. <laughs> I know, that's them. exactly what I wanted to ask, like, yeah, know, as a parent well, and as a filmmaker. Uh, it's a struggle. I mean, you know, we even named the film, my brother made up the word, an autoblogography. And ironically, like in books, there's so many memoirs. I mean, it's a huge genre. Most most books are memoirs, not, not but a lot of them. But in films, there's hardly any, which is so weird. Mm. I mean, there's four. I can I looked high and low and studied film history. There's very few memoir films, which I would call connected half memoir and half idea film. But the reason why we call it an autobiography is that that is the age we live in. Everyone is doing a memoir every day with every post, every tweet. They're trying to understand how to reveal who they are in all these different formats. So everyone's making autobiographies, and you know, I mean, whatever the word "blog," which has always been such a ridiculous word to me, like "blah," but it's like <laughs> "blogography" is such a silly word because you know we wanted the film has a lot of connected has a lot of humor in it, so that was kind of a making a nod to that. But everybody is trying to record themselves, and this is who I am. That's what everyone's saying. Are there aspects of that that are um, negative in some way? I don't. I don't think so. I. I don't think so because I think that's where we're connecting. That's where empathy comes from is when you share, you know, and are people sharing too much on the Internet? That's another thing. But I think when you share, you connect. Again, this goes back to our need to connect. You know, if you're – I think people are very authentic literate now. You know, if somebody was tweeting or Facebooking that wasn't authentic, it was like all the brand of the company, people would sniff it out and not follow. So I love the fact that people have – their sense of authenticity is is greater, and I like that. I mean, I remember we used to live in a world that was all kind of branding and third person, and it's we've moved from the third person to the first person. I know as an artist I have, I mean, from the days of the Webbies to, to where I am today, it's like, this is who I am. This is what I think. This is what I'm going to share with you. And it, what's so great is that when you're being honest, there's nothing to kind of... You, you can only speak your truth on some level. It takes It gets rid of the filters. Tiffany, are there any other kind of dichotomies or connections that you want to draw in things in your life or things in the film or things out in the culture? Well, I wrestle with all of this stuff. I mean, I really, I feel, I feel like I haven't, it's hard for me to read a book, which is hard for me because I come from such a book family and I was such a reader. And so I, you know, but I do feel like my brain and mind is more open than it's ever been before. So while I'm being 
kind of critical. Like, oh my God, I can't believe you haven't finished the 12 books on your nights and you're snacking on all of them. But the other way, my mind has never felt more alive. I've never felt more connected to ideas in my life. So is that a, you know, should we, are these old ideals we're holding our mind to? And, you know, I was talking to this author and I was saying, do you ever have an ideal period you want someone to read your book? Because this one book, it's taken me a year. <laughs> she said, of course, when somebody would read Tolstoy and they would get lost and read it in a week and they're in that world and people don't do that anymore. So, you know, as a filmmaker, certainly like when I, I always want people to see it in the theater, but some reviewers, I have to send a link and I talked to this one person. He said, oh, yeah, I got interrupted. I watched it over like a week, seven different times. And I'm like, oh, no, but that's what happens, you know, and I get it, you know, and if and I I get, you know, like. What's so great, and I hope your listeners will see the film in a theater, because it is a connected experience. You know, it's a group experience kind of thing. And not all films, I would say, are necessary that you need to experience it with a group, but it's just heightened. So, um, but as a filmmaker, I kind of wrestle with that. My, my, my new film series, they're all four minutes long, because that's pretty much what I feel people's attention spans are. Could you say, uh, <laughs> could you say a word about that series? Yeah, it's called Let It Ripple, Mobile Films for Global Change. And we just uh, released one. We premiered it in New York near Ground Zero. And it was called A Declaration of Interdependence. And it was um, completely crowdsourced. Uh, Moby did the music. And we just asked, Ken and I rewrote, the, and Sawyer, who's on my team, we rewrote the Declaration of Independence as a Declaration of Interdependence. And obviously, we deal with that a lot in Connected, but this was almost the living example of the film. We turned it into a one-minute script and posted it on the internet and asked people to read it to camera or submit artwork. And we got entries from all over the world, Haiti, Jerusalem, Rwanda, Egypt, India. It was just amazing. And then we cut it all together, and you can watch it um, for free on our site at Connected the Film. But to me, it is the potential that collaboration as a filmmaker was very exciting so we're doing this whole series of these four minute films our next one's called brain power and it's all about the development of the mind we're doing one on curiosity and one on giving back so um tell us your film is out um how is it how is it rolling out uh, throughout the country at this yeah, moment our time? distributors did a very smart unusual strategy that's super fun for me because we got to open in the Bay Area. Most films open in New York or L.A., but we opened in the Bay Area and it was fantastic last weekend. You know, we had sold out crowds everywhere. All the theaters held the film over, which is really great. And then, so it's it's playing at the Landmark Embarcadero, Berkeley Shattuck 10 and Mill Valley Sequoia. And then we are also opening in San Jose and Santa Cruz and Monterey and Portland. So, and then we're going to L.A. and New York. We're, then we're expanding all over the country. So it's really... It's really exciting. <laughs> it's great. I hope you get to see it. <laughs> Tiffany Schlein, we thank you for joining us today. I'm Dan Schifrin. I'm Catherine Joller. Thanks for having me. This was a fun conversation. <laughs>